welcome to the Hungry Authors Podcast. A hungry author is someone who is, quite simply, hungry for it. They're willing to do what it takes to achieve their writing dreams. If that resonates, you're in the right place. I'm Ariel. And I'm Liz. We're two book coaches, editors, and writers here to help you get there. We interview experts and chat about all things publishing and writing to educate and build a community of successful writers, whatever that means to you. Welcome. Let's get started. Hey friends, you heard last week about our bookmap beta course, which we are so excited to be offering in June. We are doing this as a live cohort experience. It is in preparation for an online course that we're going to be launching this fall, but we want to test it out live with all of you. And we want to get lots of feedback from different nonfiction folks. So we already have a handful of people signed up, but we would absolutely love to have someone who's writing narrative nonfiction. Uh, if you're writing about health or wellness, if you are writing a self-help book, if you're writing about relationships, love, marriage, anything like that, we would love to have you join us. Um, and for narrative nonfiction in particular, we've got a special discount that we'd love to offer you. So if you are writing narrative nonfiction, then contact us. You can email us hungryauthors at gmail.com. And we'd love to give you a special discount code for um, everyone else. The cost is $199, which is the lowest price that we are going to be offering this. It is going to be so much fun. And you can learn more and sign up at bookmapbeta.com. Hey everyone, welcome back. We are jumping back into our series on how to get a book deal. So one of the things that we have not talked about yet is that you need a literary agent. You've probably heard us talk about this a few times. Um, and so today we're going to dive into what literary agents are. How do you find them? What they are looking for in authors? What goes in a query letter? how to query them, and we'll talk about, you know, how to take their feedback. So to start off with, literary agents are essentially middlemen in the publishing business. Literary agents are the go-betweens between you as an author and the publishers. Literary agents technically work for you. They work for authors. And as compensation, they'll get usually about a 15% a cut of an advance or whatever, you know, uh, kickback you would end up getting from the publisher, they're going to get about 15% of that. And so what literary agents do is they advocate for you. They act as matchmakers. So they have relationships with publishing houses. They have relationships with editors. Oftentimes they are former editors themselves. And so they know what publishing companies are looking for. They know exactly what these editors like. They can say things like, oh, well, I know the editor at Doubleday is really looking for these kinds of books or, you know, the editor at Random House just mentioned to me that she was interested in this kind of a book and here we go. So they have that kind of insider information and they can help kind of match make you with the right publishing partner. And they're looking for the right publishing partners for their publishers. They're looking for the right author partners for their publishers. Um, later on in the process, you know, kind of after they hopefully get you a book deal, they'll negotiate the contract for you. So, um, you know, they can help you secure a higher advance or higher royalties. Um, they serve a lot of important, uh, 
important roles. They'll also just help you understand the contract. You know, there's a lot of interesting clauses in publishing contracts. Um, they can't give you legal advice, but they can help you understand like what's the publisher trying to accomplish here with this kind of a clause or that kind of a clause. They'll help you understand what's negotiable, what's not negotiable, what you can ask for, or what you would just seem crazy if you asked for. All of those kinds of things that, you know, and as an author, you probably don't have a lot of experience at this point negotiating those contracts or just understanding how the publishing industry works. And so they are your concierge. They are your guide to all of this as you, as you lean into the experience of being an author. Down the road, then they'll also help like solve conflicts. If you have something crazy happen and there's no way that you're going to be able to hit your publishing deadline, which we hope doesn't happen, but let's just say it does because life happens, then your agent might be able to advocate for you with your editor and help you get, you know, an extension on your deadline, or they might help you find a better cover or get a better, you know, get the title that you want for your book. All of those kinds of things are where having an agent who is in your corner is going to be really, really helpful. And I often tell people who ask me, you know, do I really need an agent? I tell them, you want an agent. You want someone in your corner. In, I mean, yeah, there's, you know, not everyone has a great agent. There are not good experiences that can be had out there. However, for the most part, you want someone who knows this industry. You want someone who can really guide you through. And 98% of the time, they're going to be good people. Um, so the other thing about literary agents is that editors really trust their taste. So publishers want you to be working with an agent because the publishers see that agent's kind of stamp of approval as something that's really valuable to them. So that's who agents are. So Liz, how do you know you're ready for an agent? This is a great question. So there are a couple ways you can evaluate this, although, you know, it's person by person, case by case. But if you listen back to a lot of the rest of the series, it comes down to these things. You've got a solid idea, number one. You um, have validated it in some way. You feel passionate about it. You have some evidence that there is um, a need for this out there. Uh, it's particularly timely and has relevance to what's going on in the world or in your community and your niche. Um, so the number one way that you know you're ready for an agent is you just have a solid idea and you've got that fire in you that is ready to bring it out into the world. Um, the second thing that you're going to want is readers, either established reader readers by way of a platform. You've been blogging, you've been writing articles, you've been growing your social media, you've been creating your podcast, all the ways that we talked about that you can platform build. You've got a great network of people who can share your message and endorse it. That's great. We encourage you to um, do that and keep doing that all the way through the querying and writing process. Um, but readers also by way of potential readership. You know, in our comp episode, we talked about how um, of course, as many readers as you can already have is great, but it's also important to show the potential readership. What, um, what books out there have been published 
that have a crossover readership of yours? How can you use that to prove that your book will also be successful because of these similar books? So you want to prove that there's readership and an audience out there and that you know who they are, you're you know, intimately familiar with their problems and how your book can help them with that. And then a couple other things. So those are the main things. Um, book proposals often come up when we talk about finding literary agents. At some point, you will need a book proposal. We're not going to go in depth on that in this um, podcast episode. It could be its own episode that we may do at some point, but you can also just do some initial Googling. There are great people who sell courses on book proposals. Ariel and I have even talked about book proposals on other people's podcasts. We write book proposals for a living, basically. There's a lot that goes into book proposals. The bottom line is they are, um, you know, a, a, a pretty large document, close to 50 pages usually that have a whole lot of information about you, your book, your idea, the market, uh, your marketing plan. It's kind of the whole package of um, how you're going to sell this thing. Um, <clears throat> you don't necessarily need one when you start looking for an agent. Although if you get a bite from one who's interested, they will probably ask you for one pretty quickly. So it's good to start working with start working with one or, or at least, you know, have one on hand kind of ready to go. Um, what you will need first, though, before you write the proposal is what's called a query letter. We will get to that um, in a minute, but basically your query is um, your book proposal in very, very, very miniature. If your book proposal is 50 pages, your query letter is one half to one page. So um, you're going to have to get really good at that elevator pitch, um, you know, talking about you and your idea in a short, brief email that you will send to agents. Um, and basically, if you've got your idea, you've got your readers or a potential readership, um, and you've got, you know, a solid query letter and the beginnings of a book proposal, you're you're pretty much ready to start um, shopping for agents. Yeah, exactly. So once you've got those things, you're ready to find an agent. There's a lot of different ways that you can find an agent. Remember, you're looking for that advocate. So the first thing you can do is you can ask people, you know, you can ask authors who might have connections. That's what we did. We asked a friend, a friend of ours who was represented by an agent. And she said, yeah, actually, I think my agent would be really interested in this. Let me, let me ask him for you. And he said, yes. So we sent it to him and guess what? He now represents us. So that's what, that's what we did. Um, you could also and this is one of our favorite um, suggestions, look at the acknowledgements in your comp titles. So remember a few episodes back, we talked about comp titles. Here's another way your comp titles are valuable to you. You can look at the acknowledgement section and almost always the author has acknowledged their agent um, because they're that advocate, because they're you know your friend in the, in the publishing process. They're almost always mentioned in the acknowledgements. And so to find out you know, who represents books like yours, look at your comp titles and see who represents those authors. There are also some websites and some places that you can visit. So one of them is Publishers Marketplace. We've talked about Publishers Marketplace a couple times on this podcast. Um, it is a massive database, essentially. It costs $25 a month to get access to Publishers Marketplace. 
But once you do, then you can get in there and search for deals that are happening. So book deals that are getting signed, you'll get to see um, agents who are representing books in your genre, on your topic, you can search pretty much anything and you can see all of the agents available who have, you know, who've done recent deals kind of on books like yours. That's a really great, um, great resource. It does cost money. That's the only downside. If you want a free option, um, actually, no, this is, <laughs> this costs a little bit of money too, but the writer's market guide is a physical book. Um, you can find it at most like Barnes and Nobles. You can get it probably from your library, but the writer's market guide is going to be a really great physical book resource. It's published, um, every couple years with updated information. It's basically like a phone book for the publishing industry. So it has agent information and that's going to be a really great resource. Um, another website, and this is free manuscriptwishlist.com. This is primarily, we see mostly fiction, um, fiction agents and, you know, people who are looking for fiction works using manuscriptwishlist.com. But essentially what agents will do is they'll go on there and they'll say, Hey, this is my wish list. These are the, these are the topics. These are the genres. These are, you know, the, um, like character elements I'm looking for. Uh, that would be my ideal to sign because I know publishers who are looking for books like this. So if you go onto manuscriptwishlist.com, you can see what agents are asking for and you can, you know, see, Hey, that matches the description of my book. My book can, um, can fill that need. Or you could say, Hey, I could actually change my book to fit that need. Cause I see a lot of agents are asking for this kind of a thing. So that can be a great resource. Then there's querytracker.com and a lot of agents ask you to fill out their submission forms on querytracker.com, but it's also a way to find agents. So querytracker.com, you can look for agents again, kind of like Publishers Marketplace. You can look for them in your genre or topic area, and there's going to be kind of an online submission form that you fill out rather than emailing them your query letter or book proposal. So that's kind of a, a little bit, it's kind of like filling out a Google form, just a little bit of a different way to do it. But the nice thing about querytracker.com is that using it, you can kind of keep track of all of your queries in one place. The downside is not every agent uses query tracker. So you just have to know that, you know, if you use query tracker, that's great, but you're going to be using it for some agents and not for others. And then the last way to kind of find agents is use Google, do the old fashioned Googling. Um, if you use quotes, you can put literary agent and then use the plus sign and then put your topic or genre and then end quotes there. Um, and then that will tell Google to search specifically for literary agents who specialize in your topic or genre area. And that's kind of a good way to start filtering down um, the, you know, the possible agents that you might submit to and keep in mind, there are literally hundreds, if not thousands, I actually don't know the stats of how many literary agents there are in the United States, but there's a lot of them. And mm -hmm. so using any of these places, any of these avenues to find an agent is going to help you kind of narrow down that vast pool of possible people to find the people who are most likely to say yes to you. So that's where we would start. Yeah. And a word here on 
the mentality you should have when you go to query agents or seek representation. Um, I really wish authors would stop seeing agents as these sort of magical elitist gatekeepers that hold the keys to their dream coming true. It is true that finding an agent can be monumental for your career and is an important step in getting traditionally published. But as someone who has now been through this project process, of course, with our own agent and we work with lots of agents and we have friends who are agents and I've been lucky enough to work with a um, really successful agent on a book that's coming out next year. Agents are just people. They are people who love books and got into the book business because they want to help find new talent and help be a part of publishing great books. Yes, like they do often have an appetite for business. You know, sometimes agents like editors, a lot of agents are former editors and a lot of them make that transition to agenting um, because agenting is this cool marriage of the literary side of it because you do have to love books and um, have an appreciation for great writing. But, you know, agents also do like the hustle to some degree. They like making deals. They like finding new talent. And so these are just normal people who are looking for new voices and exciting ideas. Um, one of my favorite tips to give when you're looking for agents, aside from all the great ones that Ariel mentioned above, is, you know, if you, um, whether you're at the start of querying or even perhaps if you're like midway through and you're not having much luck yet, um, look for some of the junior agents or newer agents. If you can find them, it might be a little bit harder, but let's say you're writing something in the vein of, um, you know, eat, pray, love or something like, I don't know who Elizabeth Gilbert's agent is, but I'm going to bet she's going to, she's not open for submission. You might even have trouble finding out how to even reach her. There are some agencies who are like so high level. There's not even contact info because these people, you know, they're so well known now they get, you know, inundated. So probably don't go for that. Or if you have gone for that and you haven't heard back from her, um, maybe try and find like, go to the website and find the youngest looking person on that website because she's not Elizabeth Gilbert's agent, but she probably really wants to be. And she probably knows Elizabeth Gilbert's agent and there's a chance she's even getting mentored by her. You know, there are so many agents who are brand new to the game and are hungry, hungrier than the top guys for sure for new talent. Um, they, they don't have the access and the name recognition to sign big wigs. They're looking for people like you who are on their way up. Um, and you guys can take this ride together. You can be, you know, the answer to, um, you know, that question that they want of like, how, who's the next great talent? Um, so look for um, new agents, junior agents. That can be a great um, way to go for new um, for new authors. Another thing to understand is that you know, agents are often overwhelmed and overworked. Most agents, you know, this is just sort of a spitball. You could probably find a better number or a more exact number online, but I think most agents get like over a hundred submissions per month. So 
they're inundated constantly. If you do a lot of these things that we've discussed in the rest of the series, like nailing your big idea, having really great comps, you know, building a platform of some kind, if you do a lot of those things, you will already set yourself apart than most of the people who are probably querying them. But also just know that these are normal people who um, are like overworked and tired and probably get a million emails. And if they don't respond to you or, um, you know, if, if it doesn't feel like the magical experience that you're looking for, like these are just they're normal people like you and they hate email. And so it's just, you know, the way that it goes. Um, so speaking of them being normal people, I think a tactic that is underutilized is connecting with them in other more normal people ways, like follow them on Twitter, follow them on Instagram, Substack. They will not think you are weird or creepy. This is something that comes up more than I would guess is that authors seem petrified of like bothering agents or them finding them weird if they follow them on Instagram or Twitter, like if Twitter, they followed, if they have an Instagram, a public, a public Instagram profile, or are on LinkedIn in any meaningful way, they want to connect. That is the reason why they are there. So follow them, like comment on what they're posting. Most literary agents like don't have a huge following. If you sort of like, if your name keeps popping up in their feed or whatever, they will begin to recognize you. Show them that you're invested in what they're sharing, in their careers, in their list. Um, this is normal practice and it can be really great for your career. It is a, a little bit more of a long shot, but it's not completely uncommon for you to start doing this. And if, if they follow you back or if you post something or get into a conversation, they come across something you have written, um, they might approach you. You know, even if they don't, by the time you query, they will be they will recognize your name and that can be great um and you can also start asking them questions like again don't be shy you aren't bothering them they do this for a living they are actively always looking for people like you know ariel and i have like joked before even when people i'm not saying like go like go against you know what someone has told you but even you know a lot of agents will say they're not open for submissions let me tell you if the next Colleen Hoover comes knocking on their door, they are open for submission. So just operate with the mentality that they are all available and looking for people. Um, so anyway, get into a conversation, ask them questions. If they respond back to your comment, you know, you can even kind of do a soft pitch on social media. Say, hey, like I've got this blog post you might like, I whatever. Just treat them like normal people start building relationships you are looking for a long-term partnership you're looking for someone who you like and who likes you back yes all of that business stuff matters i think we've made that clear but what also matters is that you guys just have good chemistry and they and you like each other because hopefully this will be a long-term relationship um okay so let's get into actually querying and writing a query letter <clears throat> um when you find, um, you know, those five to 10 agent names that you want to start with, you're going to um, send them what's called a query letter. Now, a little bit deceptive. This isn't an actual letter you're going to print out. This will basically be either an email or uh, you're going to put this in a form submission on their website. Um, I will tell you that there are 
most people will say like, follow the directions, just follow the directions. They're there for a reason. If you go to your agents, the agency's website that you want to query, they almost certainly will have um, directions. Here is our form submission. Here's what we want to hear. If they ask for a full book proposal, then of course you will already need one. So have that on hand. Um, but a lot of times you'll send a query and then they will ask for more material. Um, so again, most people will say follow the directions. If you happen to have an email, a direct email, it's always better. So in the least creepy way possible, try and land in their inbox with an actual email. The least creepiest way to do this, of course, is by a warm introduction or a connection. Um, but landing in their email is the best. So try that. But if not, you know, plenty of people get signed because of a form submission, submission form on their website. Um, so query letter, um, you know, you can start with a generic Google search. There's lots of query letter examples out there, some better than others, but to just get a feel for it, it's fine to start with the Google. Um, what you're definitely going to need is a hook. Um, you're going to need a quick description of your book. Um, no more than, well, your entire query letter should be between 200 and 400 words, folks. That is short, painfully short. Anybody who is really excited and passionate about their idea, this is hard because the number one mistake people make in querying is they just go on and on and on and on and on about their book idea for paragraphs and paragraphs. And let me tell you, that's also the number one way to instantly end up in the digital trash box because agents don't have time and they don't want to read all, all about your book, no matter how amazing. So um, narrow, like shorten it up, clean it up, get, drill down into that really great one to two pair, um, rather one to two sentence elevator pitch. Um, yeah, so you're going to want <clears throat> a great hook, um, a quick description of your book idea. You're going to want a personal connection. Um, or some sort of personal information in your query letter. What you really don't want to do is just copy and paste the same thing to 50 different agents and mass email it out. Like you can keep your hook and your book idea and stuff the same, but you should certainly include um, some specific information about that agent, why you're quer querying them, why you admire their list, how your book fits in there. Like just make it personal. They want to know why you track them down, why you think you guys would be a good partnership. Um, not only do you want to, of course, pitch your book idea, but you also need to talk about you. That's something that um, also surprisingly gets left out a lot is it's all about the book idea and they don't mention, authors don't mention themselves that much. Um, you need to say, again, briefly, we're talking one to two sentences, why you're the right person to write this book. Um, agents often fall in love with an author as much as they fall in love with the actual idea. So um, don't be afraid to talk about yourself and, um, and why you're the person to write this book. If you've got any kind of impressive readership or platform numbers, also, again, don't be shy. They're, they're looking for people with those things. So if you've got them, tell them. Uh, mention impressive connections. I mean, this is like a highlight reel, folks. Like anything you've got, you're highlighting your best assets. So, you know, for Ariel and I, when we were querying uh, before we signed with our agent, we don't um, we don't have a huge um, 
platform by way of like social media numbers. What we do have, because we have been in this industry for a long time, is connections and lots of them to people with gigantic platforms in the millions. We have clients who have millions of Instagram followers. We have friends, people who have been on this podcast who have millions of people on their social media, hundreds of thousands on their email list. We have access to these people. They are trusted colleagues of ours and they would commit to help promote the book. That is a huge asset we have. That, unfortunately, we didn't have to uh, query in the traditional way because we um, we had some connections. But if we had queried, and certainly in our book proposal, front page, that was front and center. Um, so think about what, what do you bring to the table other than your, you know, uh, like a little bit of your bio and why you should write this book and your book idea. What else is there about, um, about you and this, the entire package of you and this book that makes this attractive? Um, put that in there. Um, and I always suggest, um, using a comp title in there somewhere. Go back and listen to that podcast episode if you haven't yet. Um, but when you're describing your book idea uh, or the potential readership, um, you really need to bring this to life in a in a vivid way and in a numbers way in the mind of your potential agent by using a comparable book to yours. They want to know um, what genre is this going to be written in, you know, they want a title that they can be um, thinking about in their head when it comes to sales and marketing. You know, a lot of times a, gl- a good query letter to the right agent immediately, they'll start thinking of editors they know that are interested. They'll start thinking of campaigns that have already run. They'll start thinking of previous books that have already sold well. That's what a good query can do. And the best way to do it is to drop other books like yours and how yours is similar but different. Um, okay, so once you've like actually written up your letter slash email slash form submission, um, Ariel, how do we actually like start getting it out into the world? I think a lot of people ask, okay, how many agents should I send this to? Like logistically, what does this look like? So here's what we recommend. Choose five to 10 agents at a time, send it out to them, wait two to three weeks or so, maybe even a month. If you don't hear anything back from anyone, cool. Send out another round. Don't waste too much time fretting or worrying about worrying about the process. You can follow up with those people. Um, you know, I would follow up like once or twice max, but let it go. Move on. Like we said, there are hundreds, if not thousands of agents in the United States alone. And so you've got plenty of opportunities to keep trying. So establish some kind of rhythm. You're going to send it to, let's say 10 people every three to four weeks. And that's going to be your, your rhythm. That's your pattern. Maybe set an alarm on your calendar. Okay. On the first of every month, I'm going to send out 10 queries and that just becomes a rhythm for you. Again, don't think about it too much. Don't, you know, belabor it. Don't stress about it too much. Obviously try to follow their instructions, try to find their um, email addresses and just get it done. Spend a few hours on it every month or so, and then live your life. Don't, don't stress about it too much. I always recommend to kind of setting 
a walkaway point. So kind of like in gambling, when gamblers sit down and they say, okay, I've got $500 that I'm willing to blow on this. Uh, and they say, after I spend that much money, I'm done. That's your goal here too. So you're going to say, I'm going to send it to 200 agents. And once I send it to 200 agents, I'm done. I've done, I've done that thing. I can check that off my list. I tried the traditional publishing route and now I can move on to something else. Or you can set a time limit. Um, Liz likes to say, and I always love it when you say this, but like, give it two years, try for two years, like give it an honest attempt, like put your back into it for two years. And we would be really surprised if things do not happen in that time. But if you are honestly giving it your all in two years, it would be very hard for you to not have some traction. Like we said, follow up one to two times with, you know, the agents that you pitch. If you don't hear back, no big deal. You're moving on. Um, if you do get feedback from someone, take that feedback, take it seriously. Consider that they might be right. Um, you might, you know, feel instinctually or feel very passionately as we've talked about in other episodes that you want to do it a, a certain way. All right, that's fine. Um, but if you keep hearing the same feedback that, you know, the idea is not strong enough or the genre is not right, or, you know, whatever the case may be, then that's a hint to you that you should probably take that feedback pretty seriously. Um, like Liz said, when you get no's, because you will get a lot of no's, try to find out why, ask them what you can improve, ask them, you know, if you, if you came back to them in six months with this thing changed in some way would they be willing to look at it again? Give them some multiple choice options. Is it the strength of my idea? Is it the strength of my platform? Is it the strength of my writing? Where would you recommend I focus on improving in the next six months? Those are really great questions to ask. And it shows an agent that you're taking this very seriously, that you're open to feedback, that you want to be a good partner to them. So keep trying. Like we said, you know, don't let it keep you up at night. Don't let this stress you out or become, you know, take over your entire life, but do put honest effort into it for a solid amount of time. We recommend, you know, deciding that amount of time or deciding the number of agents you want to pitch ahead of time so that you have permission at the end of that process to say, okay, I did it. And you can look back and see how far you've come at that point. We're going to talk about rejection next week. We have a great guest lined up that we're really excited about. Um, and so we're going to have a fantastic conversation about rejection, which I know doesn't sound like fun, but it actually is going to be a lot of fun. I promise. <laughs> Any last words, Liz? No, I mean, I think that's definitely it. The two-year thing, I will say that I've never seen somebody fail, honestly, when they give it that amount of time. And they, like you said, they come at it with the right, mentality of taking feedback and doing the work and continuing to write, continuing to build your platform. Um, but if you do that um, for two years and you keep trying, I've never seen anyone fail. I love it. All right. Well, there we go. We'll talk about rejection next week. Thanks for being part of the Hungry Authors community. If you like this episode, could you do us a huge favor? Head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. We would so appreciate it. 
You can also follow us on Instagram at HungryAuthors or HungryAuthors.com, our website, to get more information about our masterclasses and upcoming episodes. Remember that you have a story and a message worth publishing. And if you've got the hunger, you can make it happen. Thank you.